The intention of the Creating the Game podcast is crystal clear. My goal is to inspire you along your awakening journey, to provide you with conversations and resources that help you create the life of your dreams and support you in finding more connection with yourself and the beautiful world around you. Thank you for taking the time today to listen and do the inner work. I hope you leave this conversation with a closer orientation to your truth. Welcome to the Creating the Game podcast. It's been a while since I've been on the mic, like 2020. And as I'm recording this, I think I'm going to release this one under the radar. So thank you so much for being here. I'm not sure if you had a, a subscription on iTunes or um, Spotify or notification, um, but really appreciate you being here. And uh, today, my intention with this episode is to really inspire you to get back on the train of personal development and to to really reflect on the areas that we're spending our energy um, into external environments that are a waste of our energy and our, our most precious resource, our time, um, and to really bring it back into focusing on self because from self, the rest of our life and our world emerges. And I'm going to talk a little bit today about my ups and downs and, and journey over the last year and a half, which has probably been crazy for everybody. It's been crazy for me, crazy for you, <clears throat> crazy for the world. We've been going through a pandemic and what my learnings have been through this experience. I think the best place for me to start is a story. Um, this story takes me back all the way to 2019 after graduating from school being a part of a community of other young people who are pursuing the entrepreneurial path. We were in a training camp program living together um, for about a month. And while in that training camp experience, I decided that I was going to cut people's hair as I did in college to pay for my rent, pay for a little bit of my tuition. Um, and it gave me an opportunity to connect with people. And that's one of my favorite parts about haircutting is to have an intimate one-on-one -on -one conversation and as I do with most haircuts, I sit down and ask somebody what inspires them the most, what are things they're working on, and then the conversation gets thrown back into my direction and what I'm inspired by, and I'm just stoked. I'm, I'm like, I love personal development. I love spiritual development. I love self-actualization. That's what I'm most interested in, you know, rambling on and on, and at the end of me sharing the thing that I was most passionate about, this person's response was, Wow. That's such a straight, cis, white male thing to do or to love. And the, the comment didn't feel like it was coming from like a joking and loving place. Uh, it felt like a jab. And it was such a trigger point for me. And I'm going to talk a little bit about triggers today. And that's the reason that I bring this up is it was such a trigger point for me. And... I spent a year thinking about this comment. I stopped doing my podcast because of this comment. And I was wondering why it bothered me so much. I did a lot of time reflecting because I felt not only after that experience uncomfortable to be myself in that community, but just in general, like what, how the hell was my message being received by anybody? Why does my message even matter? In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't, and I know that. That's a cosmic chuckle at play. Um, but 
also, here are the main things that I've learned. One, they were right. From their perspective, they're 100% right. And I've known for some time, I've known the concept that someone's judgment of you says more about them than it does about you. But also, it's an opportunity for us to receive feedback because we can't be mute to to what the rest of the world's the rest of the world's always giving us feedback, you know. And we can we can discern when that feedback is coming from a place that's really inspiring growth and coming from a place that's trying to pull us down. And there's a whole spectrum of of places that feedback comes from, right? Even the the world in the lived experience that we have, our financial situation, our job situation, why we are where we are right now, that's all feedback for us. But the feedback that's especially challenging for us to swallow, and this was hard for me to swallow, it's there to show us where we're not free. And I was not free to, to be myself in this environment, and frankly, in general. And that comment, along with many other things going on, really inspired me to step away from this medium for some time, to try on other hats. For some time, I tried to uh, create a community around personal development. It was a fucking amazing and intimate experience. Um, I love coaching. I, I love coaching. And I intend to do that down the road in my life. Um, but it also gave me time to reflect on maybe just not focusing on a side hustle and just focusing solely on on work and life and balancing those things. And as I took time away from these hustles, I found a lot of space for healing, a lot of space for growth. And really, that's what I want to talk about today is what 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 did I learn in this this space that was created? So. The first learnings are all super baseline and very much intuitive. One of the, the most important things that I learned in this time period was diet and the importance of my diet, the importance of knowing that the energy that I consumed in my body was eventually going to be the energy output that came into my mind and into my body. Our guts have a tremendous impact on the way that we think there's some amazing research that's coming out around our gut microbiome. Uh, I intend as I move this podcast forward to do a little bit deeper dives on different elements of the human experience and definitely intend to have a gut microbiome expert on to talk about these things. But really what I did is I, I went to an all organic diet and all organic produce, grass fed organic meats and really, um, really focusing during the week especially on quality intake of food. So no processed sugar, processed foods during the week, none of that. And then on the weekend, I give myself a time to enjoy and a time to eat whatever I like, fast food, drink drink a beer, whatever. <clears throat> the other you know, baseline consideration that I made some adjustments on was sleep and rest and the importance of sleep and rest because there were so many times in my experience where I would stay up on my phone scrolling or staying up just because I didn't want to go to bed so that I would get thrown back into a day, into a system that was demanding something for me, demanding my output. I just wanted to be at peace. I wanted to, to step away from the world and the responsibility that I have chosen. And that's part of the evolution from boy to man is to 
to understand that in my experience, these are my choices and that today I'm going to wake up and choose this responsibility and that if I'm experiencing any resistance to that choice, that that's an opportunity for me to dive in, to, to get curious as to why that is, or for me to reaffirm my choice in that moment. Because not every thought that we think and the resistance that we experience is true. It's just present. It's just there. So we can also just reaffirm our choice. Say, no, that's, that's not true. I'm going to move this forward. But as I was pulling myself into those you know, avoidance patterns, specifically at the end of the day, I was not honoring what my body had and was trying to tell me. So now when I really check in with myself and feel that I'm tired, I start to wind down. And I also have started to track my sleep with an aura ring, um, this amazing piece of biotechnology, and that there's a theory in behavioral change psychology that one of the leading theories on the best way to create change is actually just to track your current behavior, whether it's with like addictions or alcoholism, you just have the, the person track their, their use, their substance use. And by doing that, we can start to see we can become more aware of the times that we're not meeting our objective. So I started to see the ways and the times that I was not winding down when I knew it was time for me to wind down. And then I could see the times where it was, where I was doing the right things and I would get you know four cycles of REM sleep and feel amazing. So just by merely tracking, whether it's with your diet or your sleep or different elements that we'll talk about, tracking can be just an amazing tool not to judge yourself or to put pressure on yourself, but just to say, this is where it's at. I'm committed to raising my awareness in this area of my life. So that that's diet and sleep. The other is movement that I'll cover quickly. I mean, the baseline, the way that I've been thinking about movement that's been healthy and helpful for me has been that my body, when I sit down, becomes stagnant energy. My blood rushes to my to my ass especially if i'm not sitting in a really great posture you're hunched over you become dull your energy gets stagnant as opposed to maybe in the middle of the workday you get a standing desk or you get get one of those um nice pedestals for you to put on your desk put your computer on it and you stand up during your meetings that's like one adjustment i've been making standing up or going for a walk in the middle of the day taking my dog for a walk and especially in the morning, going out and moving my body, even if it's just 10 minutes, just shaking my body, getting back into my being, waking up to the human experience that I'm living. It's so weird because it's weird that that sounds weird. Going outside, shaking your body out like a monkey, putting your feet on the ground, bare feet, whether it's in the snow or on the ground, just getting connected to being human. Asking the question, what, what's it like to be human today? getting clear on on what intention you'd like to set really getting your energy up and excited ready to move um, I listened to a, a great podcast with dr. Andrew Huberman and Tim Ferriss where he talks about also going outside and doing a five-minute sun gaze and how that's also really helpful for the release of melatonin because it will start your circadian rhythm and your clock so that your melatonin will, will release at a proper time later in the day so that you can wake up at the same time the next day. So as I've started to bring my bedtime to earlier slash 
the way that I did that was to make my wake up time the same time every day during the week. I get to go outside, I get to look at the sun, I get to rise with the sun, shake my body out, and now I'm setting myself up so that I can be tired in the evening and get a great night's sleep. So baseline, diet, movement, and sleep, those have been really fundamental. Now I wanna talk a little bit about psychologically. This has been the, I would consider my quote unquote field of expertise as a 25 year old, which uh, there's so much more to learn. Um, but I'm committed deeply to this journey of, of awakening and of growth. And um, I think it's really valuable for us to be sharing our stories. And that when we share our stories about our personal challenges and our growth, others know that they're not alone. And if you're going through something to make sure that you have a good person or people in your life, a good community to hold you, to, to hear your story, to hear your experience so that you know that you're not alone because we're in this together. However crazy the world environment gets, we're in this together. And I have a feeling that it's going to get a little bit crazier. Um, and I think that's why it's more important now than ever for us to start really diving into this to this mental and this healing work. So healing, going back to the story about the trigger in the comment that somebody <clears throat> shared with me that that was super painful and made me feel uncomfortable in my skin for some time. Um, being in a new work environment for some time, it took me a while to catch a stride. I still think to this day, I've been in <laughs> two years, I still think I, I'm, I've not fully hit my stride. And I, and I think that we have to be kind with ourselves through these experiences that we're experiencing disconnect, maybe discontent, realigning our expectations, realigning our intentions, um, and really unwinding where we are not free in these environments to be ourselves fully. And so... Lesson one for me is that there are so many experiences in my day-to-day life that trigger me. And the best signal for me to understand when I get triggered is my emotions. And there, it, it, it is so easy. I don't think that we're ever taught to really process our emotions. Um, at least I was not taught, whether that be in the school environment and somewhat taught in my family environment, but not really. Um, to process our emotions in a really healthy manner, um, to be able to label the emotion that you're experiencing. I think that there's a tremendous amount of felt anxiety in the world today and depression. And many times, like the anxiety that we feel, we can't even um, hypothesize where that anxiety is coming from. Um, we don't have a mental target for us to attach it to, and it becomes all-consuming. It becomes our ever-present state. This acute stress, this anxious state becomes ever-present. We're not sure where it's coming from. I think part of that is because we haven't taken the time to feel it fully and to release it as it's supposed to be released. Like if you look at a, 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 new, a newborn baby or any baby that gets hurt or cries, it, it screams and it cries, it releases it, it, huffs and puffs, it gets it out. When you look in the wild at a gazelle um, that gets ran down by a lion and gets away, you'll watch that gazelle shake its trauma out of its body. You'll see a dog hit a door 
and really nail itself and it'll shake its body out right those are the release of a traumatic energy that's in our body and these can be brought on psychologically we all have traumatic experiences that are still carrying with us to this day and many times it's our trauma that's being triggered in our current day experience that's react that that then creates this emotional reaction that we're having in our body that many times put our head down and keep going so one method for healing is to go search out the areas that you're not free and to pursue them relentlessly and and with a practice or numerous practices um, whether that maybe be a yoga practice or a practice of journaling or whatever intuitively comes through or, or a different practice you've been taught maybe it's with a therapist and you're you're kind of unwinding through talk therapy what what has been going on in your experience um, the other is to live your experience and as these experiences come forward this trauma gets triggered this emotional experience gets triggered to stop everything you're doing and to honor that trauma point and to honor what it's trying to teach you because many times the reactions that we have the gut reaction to lash back out at somebody who's telling us that we're wrong or to lash out emotionally or maybe to just bottle it up these reactions are there to keep us safe they're the things that we learned when we were younger when we first had that traumatic experience that kept us safe allowed us to receive love and maybe that trauma is still keeping us safe it's there to keep us safe but as we evolve as adults we can learn to talk to that part of ourselves we can learn to bring that part of ourselves forward to just sit with it to sit with the emotion inside of our body to close our eyes especially for me that when this happens like in the workday i'll be able to go remove myself sit down feel the energy in my body ask myself where is this coming from and if it's just an emotion it's just an emotion but to feel it to feel it in your body to feel the emotion in your body to let it run through your body if you need to let out a, a yell let out a yell maybe put the pillow over your face <laughs> so your neighbors don't think anything's wrong um but to allow whatever comes forward to come forward and to intentionally to set our intention on releasing it forgiving it forgiving that part of ourselves that wants to still keep us safe but really might be holding us back from experiencing a greater felt sense of freedom and really to continue to clarify where our intention can meet our action and we can move clo closer toward our aims in life and our goals in life without so much resistance along the way that's the point of doing this work. So one is is being able to fully process our emotions. Um, and, and that's part of, of the healing experience and the healing journey. Um, the, the other that has been instrumental for me has been recognizing that the, the influence that my subconscious mind has on my day-to-day -day thoughts that are emerging from our mind so the way that I look at the mind or, or conceive it and the research that I've done and, and reading is that our mind is 
primarily made up of subconscious programs, right? And so when I think about the mind, I think about all the thoughts are getting like dumped into a big bucket. And as they pile up in this bucket, especially if we're consuming a bunch of content regularly, we're working, going immediately from work to our phone, scrolling, going from the scroll to another environment that's a bunch of stimulus, eventually that bucket is going to overflow. We're going to have so much information that it's overflowing. We start to be unclear on whether it's what we're trying to think about because we have other thoughts that are consuming us and experiences that are consuming us, or we just have this outpouring of thoughts at all times. You're thinking, 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 thinking. And so I think there are two sort of modalities here that have been effective for me. One has been creating space. Like we talked about earlier with sleep, recognizing the importance of sleep. I've been learning the importance of creating space in my day-to-day life for me to just process things. Before I go jump into the next activity, taking 10 minutes to check in with myself to see if I'm okay, if I'm not okay. For example, if you're not okay, you're all right to cancel your plans with somebody for the sake of your health, for the sake of being able to process, to work through something, right? There's another angle of that where, you know, sometimes we cancel our plans with people because we're afraid to be social, we're afraid to be seen. And I've gotten into that loop before where I talk myself into thinking that I need to process something, but I'm really just afraid to put this new version of myself out here. And the beauty is every day we get to birth a new version of ourselves. We're never the same person we were yesterday. And anyone's expectations that are holding you to that are theirs. Those aren't yours. We, we can embrace what we are right now. So when that experience though, when we're, we're transitioning in our day to day, take that space, check in with ourselves, see if there's anything that needs process, shake out our body, breathe, connect deep with the breath, and to reset our intention for this next experience that we're going to live, that I've been to be, I've found to be incredibly effective. It's been an amazing experience. And the other is the programming that we consume and our mind in the information that we're consuming. So affirmations. I used to think affirmations were incredible. And then I started to get away from them because I was like, oh, yeah, they're, they're, all right, they're effective, sure. And then I got back into affirmations and I'm realizing how much of an impact they have on my base level psychological state. And the best example I can give is that when I was experiencing dissonance in my work environment, for example, I would immediately be assuming negative intent or, um, you know, that this situation was out to get me or our company or this or that, like I'm immediately, you know, jumping to conclusions that are not really there, reading into things, right? Um, and now when there's a problem, I've been doing these positive affirmations every day, playing them back, speaking them out as they're played on YouTube, um, just in the shower, just literally listen to affirmations in the shower. I'm in the shower saying, I am powerful. I am aware, I'm committed to love, I'm greatness, I'm infinite abundance, over and over and over. 
And it's super interesting because that's almost what we're programming our mind to believe in that we are. So now when I experience a problem or experiencing resistance, I'm like, I'm an infinite creator. I'm infinite potential. I can move through this. Those are the first thoughts that my mind is jumping to. And I feel like I've had a large enough sample size at this time where I was super into them and I was really not into them. And now I've get, been getting back into them and seeing that shift in the baseline of what my mind goes to immediately when there's a challenge, it's, it's incredible. It's indescribable. Like what, a, what an amazing hack. What an amazing hack. So those have both been really good modalities between silence and and programming the subconscious mind and creating like stillness in my day and the, the subconscious mind to really um, continue to recraft my psychology on a daily basis. And the last one is to truly, um, and this one's a little bit more metaphysical, but I found this one to be the most fun to play around with. Um, there is a gentleman that I'm really into. His name is Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he has a book that's called Becoming Supernatural. And if I'll link it in the show notes, but also he has um, a series on Gaia that's incredible. Um, and it's the same teachings from Becoming Supernatural. But he talks about how our biology is more of a determinant of what our mind projects our future to be than anything else, especially when we have trauma that's stored in our body. We talked a little bit about trauma earlier, but his findings and his belief is that our, that the neurons that fire together wire together. So when we have negative thought patterns that are happening, they're like grooves on a, on a mountain ski hill that have already been set. And it's really easy to fall back into someone else's path that, that these neurons are continuing to fire on a regular basis. So when we wake up in the morning and we experience our morning and our biology immediately kicks us back into the patterns that we were thinking the day before, our future is very much determined by our past. So if our thinking in our past is really negative and that the world's out to get us and that this experience is going to turn out wrong, that we are going to be birthing thoughts and birthing a state that's going to create that reality. And I know that this can be metaphysical, but let's just put it, say it a different way, that our energy determ determines our outcomes, our psychology determines our outcomes. So if we don't take the time to create a pattern interrupt for that biology to rewire itself, then we are merely a, our future will just be a reflection of our past. That's why we see so many people recreate a relationship with in their marriage that mirrors the same trauma and arguments that their parents had. That's why we see people carry out the same poor me stories that their parents had. And because these are all learned things in our both in our biology and our psychology. So what Joe Dispenza talks about in this amazing modality, I've been playing around with it a bunch, has been creating a pattern interrupt. And in the morning or any time throughout your day, allowing yourself to just sit in stillness and meditate. And the point of meditation is not for us to achieve no thinking, no thoughts. The point of meditation is for us to get to the moment where we return back to our intention 
or our breath or the point that resets us. So we are sitting and we're thinking, or we're sitting and we're thinking about our breath, we're focusing on our breath and a thought comes up and we follow that thought and realizing, oh, I'm following this thought and coming back to your breath, sitting back and you're breathing. And as we go through this experience, we'll watch ourselves go toward a thought and then come back to the, to the moment, to the present moment. We'll go for a thought, we'll come back to the present moment. And this is just, that's, that's the point of meditation, to come back to the present moment. And what we're doing in this experience is that we're watching our mind go in these different directions that are programmed by our body, by the neurons that fire together and wire together. And when we can sit in this stillness, and we can unwind that program, we can draw our energy back into our body. So I set my intention as this experience is going that I'm releasing those thoughts, I'm releasing those old stories, I'm releasing that, that um, self-doubt or self-judgment and I'm bringing myself back into my being. I'm, I'm bringing my energy back into my being, my vital life force energy, I'm bringing it back into my being and setting my intention on using it to create the most abundant and beautiful future that I could possibly create. So the majority of this meditation practice is literally imagining in our mind's eye of us pulling our energy back inside of our body. And it's super crazy in terms of the, the energy that I feel in, in this meditative practice. And then at the very end, to go into this practice of convergent and divergent um, focus. So what we'll do is you'll focus on your eyes in space and then you'll focus on the space between your eyes and space. And then you'll focus on your ears in space and what your ears are feeling, the, the sensory experience of your ears and then the space between your ears and space and then your shoulders and your chest. And Joe Dispenza has a really great guided meditation on this if you wanna check it out. But the idea is that we are getting connected into the quantum field, into the quantum realm. And he does a tremendous job of explaining this in both his book and his documentary. But I've been charging my new reality in the quantum. And it's, um, it's exciting. It's exciting because I've seen my intention manifest in a much more rapid way recently as I've gone through this healing work and brought my energy back into my present moment experience and not allowed my past or my insecurities or my trauma to define what my future looks like. So I think that this is a digestible um, place for me to jump back in and, and restart this podcast. Uh, like I said, I'm super grateful for you being here. Um, if you have any feedback for this podcast, I would love to hear it. Um, I'm excited to dive into a bunch of different topics and to share my voice and my story um, and encourage you to do the same, to share your voice and share your story. It's now more important than ever. More important than ever. So I love you guys. Hope you have an amazing day. And most importantly, go out and create your game.